I feel like I should start this off by singing We Are the Champions, but then I realize I probably shouldn't inflict my singing on anyone. Uh, that's something I'll save for, you know, in the car ride with my boys when it doesn't matter or when I'm home alone and I just want to jam out to whatever. So instead, I'm just going to go, we're the champions. Guys, guys, I don't really need a podcast episode to share with you that the Seattle Sounders won the MLS Cup for 2019, but I'm making a podcast episode to share with you. But I also want to share my thoughts about, <laughs> I don't know, just there, there's a few random thoughts I have after the game, after the whistle blows, you know, listening to the, uh, or what do they call them, <laughs> the, uh, the announcers talk, the analysts, you know, all the people, they've got all the opinions. And I understand I'm just your average person. I played, you know, I I may have played soccer when I was younger. My dad coached, my brothers played, you know, like I have some experience playing the sport. I don't have a lot of like professional experience. I've never been a coach, you know, like I'm just your average person, right? Just your average soccer fan, your average fan, period. But it's just, sometimes you hear things and you go, really? Because just like, just, okay, so so one thing, right? So this was the MLS Cup final. These two teams have fought their way and won matches to get to the final match of the season, right? So they may not be the top-ranked teams in the, you know, in the MLS this season, but they are the teams that fought and won to get to where they were, right? So going into it, you know, it's going to be a good match. Every team has good days. Every team has bad days. Days. I can't talk, guys. Ugh. But one big thing is the statistics, right? All the stats at the end of the game. If you look at the stats, sometimes it says... You sh- just looking at the stats alone, you go, oh, well, this team should have won, right? But they didn't, or whatever. Sometimes it shows that this team is the team that won. Typically, if the team has the better stats, they're the team that won. <laughs> but after the game is done, right, Seattle's on the field celebrating. Toronto, you know, they're, you know, they're either shaking hands and walking off the pitch or pitch soccer field. Okay, sorry. I watch European soccer and European terminology comes over. Anyways, you know, they're either walking off after they say their congrats to the Seattle people or, you know, comforting other teammates or they're sitting on the on the pitch, you know, upset. It happens. It's how we deal with the game. We either celebrate or we get upset, especially a big game like this one. And this one was even bigger because this was a rematch of, well, 2016 and 2017. So this is kind of a big deal. I mean, okay, any any final, any you know major major game like this is a big deal, but you know what I mean. Anyways, so while this is going on, you have the announcer, analyst, whatever guy is talking over, saying you know how Toronto was the better team today. On paper, Toronto has these stats, and they they should have won by their statistics, and it's just you know, that Seattle was able to, um, 
take advantage of their moments better or whatever, I, you know, kind of had a mini rant forming in my head as I heard them talking. So I wasn't listening 100% to the words that they were saying. But, excuse me, yawn. General gist is Toronto should have won this. Toronto was the better team on the field. But Seattle was able to take that away. And Seattle was able to make the moves. But here's my thoughts on this, right? Which I I agree with what they're saying to a a point. Statistics-wise, you know, stats. If one team has the better stats, in theory, they're the team that won. But it's not just about the stats. It's about what the teams do with the times that they do have the ball. Regardless of what sport you're playing. And so Seattle may have only had possession 40% of the time. But they were more effective with their 40% of 90 minutes than Toronto was. So how is Toronto the better team when Seattle was more efficient? You know, to me, I I feel like it's a little silly saying that the team that won wasn't the best team on on the field. Sorry, NFL's on distracting me. But, you know, this is just my personal opinion. And I, like, I do acknowledge, I understand kind of where they're coming from with the, with the stats and, you know, overall performance. But at the same time, you got to give credit where credit is due. And it's almost just as, if not more impressive and better play for a team that doesn't have as high of a possession to be able to pull off the win. And it wasn't just, you know, one to nothing. It was three to one. And... They do argue that first goal, supposedly, it could have been an own goal. They think it was redirected off of a defender's foot. I don't I don't know. But either way, Seattle won 3-1. to one. So while Seattle may not have as high of stats as Toronto did, and while Seattle may have had the ball less time overall than Toronto did, Seattle is the one that won, which means... In the moments that Seattle had the ball, they were more efficient with the ball than Toronto was in the 60% of time that they had the ball. Also, you got to give props to the goalie, who is the one that was able to keep Seattle as the winners. And when you've got a goalie who was able to stand in the box and defend it for the majority of the game better than the other goalie who wasn't, you know, who in theory wasn't as, well, no. Okay, backtrack a second. If I remember correctly, there were almost equal number of shots on goals, which just makes Seattle's performance even more, even more impressive, you know what I mean? Because if Seattle was able to take as many shots on goal or not, as Toronto, but they had the ball less, that means they moved the ball better. <laughs> that means they did more with the ball, you know? And then you got to give props to Stephen Fry, who is the goalie for the Seattle Sounders, because he was able to, and the defenders were able to keep Toronto at bay longer than the Toronto defenders were able to keep Seattle at bay, which to me, at least personally, I keep saying to me, but I want to make sure that I'm very clear about this. This is just my opinion, my evaluation of it. It's, I think it's just a little silly to say that 
the team that had the better stats is the team that lost or is the better team on the field. And again, they may be evaluating more than just the stats that I can look up, you know, pulling up on ESPN or whatever. They may be evaluating different things of, you know, the setup and the the, the lineups and that kind of stuff. Just for me, looking at the performance, looking at the gameplay, looking at the numbers just on the ESPN game report, if I see a team had the ball less but was still able to perform just as well and better than the team with the better stats, I would call them the better team. But that's just my opinion. (laughs) We're just going to make that clear one last time. Um, So that's, I just find it interesting how everyone has a different way of viewing the game. And part of it is bias. You know, obviously I'm going to be more biased towards my team and my team just won. So of course I'm going to be trying to say, dude, you got to give them credit. They just won, you know, of course I'm going to be saying that. But on top of that, it's kind of feel like the team won. How are they not the best team on the field, but whatever. Um, and my train of thought is being broken completely. I was going to wrap it up and then I kind of looped back into it again. Whatever. So that's that part. The other part I want to talk about, now that the game is done, we've won. You know, it's in, heading into off season for the MLS at least. Um, I, I just want to take a minute, and I, I know I touched on this on my other podcast, um, the kickoff episode your team. Um, I just, that, that feeling we have with our team, right? I, I talked about that and how being a part of something more, I, I don't remember exactly all I said. I, I remember a general gist of it, but there's just something about like, I am literally for the game. I was literally sitting in my bedroom almost virtually alone. The boys would come up and sit with me and and we would play. And, you know, I wasn't watching 100% of the time, but I was alone. But at the same time, I was watching on a TV a game played in a stadium packed with over 60,000 people. And almost, almost all of those were Seattle fans because it was a home game for Seattle, basically. And so, you know, (laughs) that's... You can almost guarantee that at at the very least 75% of the fans there were Seattle fans, you know, and then I'm not the only one watching the game all over, all over period. There's going to be people watching the game, whether they're necessarily Seattle fans or Toronto fans, I don't know, but there were people all over watching the game and just being a part of something like that, right? And, and I'm going to keep this specific to sports right now because this is my podcast on a sports-related thing, you know, talking about kickoff and after the whistle. We're talking about sports. I can do a whole other podcast about similar topics, about fandoms and everything else. But, I, so I, I guess, whatever, I'll just say it here. In, in fandoms in general, being a fan of something, anything, it's just this amazing thing. You can be by yourself but when you're watching or or reading even, but when you're 
thinking about sports, when you're watching the game, whether you're there or you're not, whether you're with a group of friends, when you're at a, a bar or a restaurant or whatever, regardless of who's around you, you're not alone as a fan. And there's just that feeling of like, this is my team, you know, like, I'm not playing. I'm not the one, you know, putting on this performance right now. But I'm cheering for them. There's a part of me that, like, has dedicated my spirit to this team. And it is a fantastic feeling. And then when your team wins, or when your team wins big, like the 2019 MLS Cup, there's just something amazing. And, like, I don't even have the words for the feeling that it invokes. And I just... I had this moment of just sitting there and basking in that feeling. And I legit, guys, I was crying. Not like bawling. I just, my eyes were watering. I had tears coming down slowly. Just grinning and laughing. While they were celebrating and the fans were cheering. And it was like I was there in the moment and just feeling the passion and the excitement, and the adrenaline, and I am just so grateful that I am a fan. You know, not everyone is a sports fan. I get that. But I hope that everyone has something that they can connect to in such a way that they can feel a part of more. Whether it's Faith, sports, books, movies, gaming, I don't know. But I hope that you have something that you can be so passionate about that it can evoke such deep passion. You know, some people may think it's silly for those of us that get so into the game that we are yelling at the TV or we're jumping up and down or we're crying because our team won or we're crying because our favorite player retired. All things I have done. All things I have been made fun of for. But th- that feeling, who cares how silly it looks for everybody else? What does it do for you? You should be a part of something that can help you feel that full. Your spirit is fed and your spirit is uplifted and you are a part of something more than you. It's it's an incredible feeling. And I know it's even more incredible when your team wins, when it's a big win. It's just because of that feeling I had the thought of, I, I gotta do a podcast because I gotta, I gotta First of all, I want to be better about doing podcasts more. I just sometimes feel like if I don't have something planned, I shouldn't do one because that's going to turn into nothing. And I also haven't really shared with anybody (laughs) my podcast existing. Um, So what's the point? But at the same time, like I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this because maybe one day (laughs) I'll share it. Maybe one day I'll be able to you know, help inspire others and there'll be something that I'll say someday that'll 
catch someone's attention and it'll help them through something. I, I don't know. That's why I have my Instagram. That's why I started it when I started my journey through weight loss and, and all that. I want to be able to share my thoughts because I know I'm not alone. Because I know, I hope, that my words might be able to have an impact on someone. And today's game, today's win, today's feeling of being a part of something so incredible had me hoping that everyone else can feel that. And that everyone else knows, no matter what it is you're a fan of, or your faith, or whatever, if you have something that you can get so into, or more than one thing, because I clearly I have more than one thing, that there is something about me, that, something about that that I like, that I am so passionate about, that it can invoke more, that it can lift me up and fill me up, help me know that I'm not alone. And just that I'm part of something. It's so incredible. And what I've been, one of the things I've been working on is knowing and accepting that it's okay to look weird because I'm yelling and screaming at the TV. It's okay to be a total dork and geek out about my fandom, my team, whatever. Who cares who makes fun of you? Who cares who teases you? Whether it's done maliciously or done because they like getting a rise out of you like my siblings do. So what? <laughs> they have their stuff. You have yours. It doesn't have to be the same as everybody else. Just I hope that you have something for you. And I hope you know it's okay to be so into it that it moves you. That it's okay to be so dedicated, you know, that you're emotionally invested in it, and it's okay, you know, you may look silly, so what, look silly, you know, the whole saying of dance like no one's watching, cheer like no one's watching, (laughs) do whatever, happy victory dance, whatever, throw things if you're upset, (laughs) well, don't throw breakable things, but, you know, throw a pillow, whatever, Get into it. It's good. And pretty much all I wanted to say is just share a random little vent about observations and then just hope that you know that it's okay and it's encouraged, at least from my point of view, to uh, get into something, you know? So I think I'm going to wrap it up there because I'm going to keep repeating myself. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to spend some time basking in the emotions of the big, the big victory from today and cheer for my Seahawks tomorrow and hope for another big victory tomorrow with Monday Night Football. So, as always, thank you for going on this little wander with me, and we'll see what adventure comes our way next.